It was an Instagram reel. Somehow it ended up in my feed and it's a realtor and he owns somewhere in the vicinity of three to 400 rental properties. One reel where he's going through one of the properties that he purchased and it's in Akron, Ohio. It's three bedroom, one bath, 1,649 square feet on a 45 by 100 foot lot. In the GTA, how much would you think a home like that would fetch? 1.1, 1.2. was on the market for 95 days for $50,000. So talk about investing. Well, it's funny when you watch, grand. yeah, when you watch some people grand. on TikTok or wherever, and they're talking That's about- That's not even a down payment on a home here. <laughs> It's funny. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 160 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. As always, I'm Ariel. He's Adrian. What's up? Good morning. Morning. Up in the morning. Who ya? Get my light adjusted here. You look good. You me all right? You're looking good. You're sounding good. Birds are chirping. Snow has fallen. Oh, I love waking up to a nice crisp morning with a layer of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I left the house. I left the house super early this morning to come to the office, and it was dead silence. I love that when you've got a little bit of snowfall on the ground, and it just dampens the noise, right? Yeah, and it was really, really peaceful. Uh, so, great start to the day. You. Great start to the day. Uh, episode 160 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Um, today we're talking. So, in the last two episodes, we talked about first time home buyers and then gave some home- first time homeowner tips. Uh, so, those were back to back. And then we said, hey, episode 160 will be all about first time investors. So for those of you that already own your primary residence and you're thinking about buying a rental property or an investment of real estate in some capacity, uh, this episode is for you. Well, and the premise of it came up because we talked about buying your first property, but we didn't necessarily know whether it was or specify whether it was for investment purposes or for personal use. So good to cover both both options, depending on who the viewer is. And for those of well, you who are maybe just tuning in for the first time and aren't familiar with us, just to give you a very brief background, Ariel and I are, well, we're neighbors, friends, and uh, co-owners of the Carmendi Tra team, also referred to as the KT team. We're a top producing real estate team with Century 21 Canada. I think we'll end up in the top 10 this year, which will be exciting. Top and 10 team in 2021. Yeah, also in owners Canada. in Canada. Also owners of a residential property management company, KTPM, KT Property Management. So, you know, any advice, suggestions that come from us come from a place of experience and hopefully hopefully uh, they are helpful in your real estate ventures. And well, first of all, go to cormendytrot.com or atpm.ca. Those are the two websites for the sister companies. But we're also a team of now 14 people. So always somebody to answer your call, answer your questions. We train everybody on the team to be equally as educated 
maybe they don't have the same experience, but sometimes that is a benefit too. So, um, yeah, good, uh, good little refresher for those of you that have been listening and watching for a long time as well. Let's jump into it. You, you mentioned it. So it's a good point because when we talk about first time investors, yes, it really could be a first time buyer as well. Um, because we have been preaching since the prices have gone through the roof in the GTA and a lot of first time buyers cannot afford to purchase a home in the GTA. Um, there's lots of options to own property across Canada. In fact, some of the smaller towns and smaller cities across the country are seeing rapid growth for that yeah. reason. Like Ottawa, um, which is not exactly a small city, but uh, in terms of real estate, they haven't appreciated as much in comparison to the GTA. London, again, not a small city, but um, lots of opportunities in those types of areas to invest in real estate, become, you know, an investor, even though it's your first property and uh, rent it out, have somebody well, pay down your mortgage. Now you're talking still somewhat local. I mean, I know a lot of people now who right? are investing in Calgary. Saskatchewan is booming. New Brunswick, Halifax. There's, there's a lot of areas. Uh, where... I'd actually love to buy in PEI. And like when you and I spent some time in PEI. I don't know if I'd go to PEI, but I would definitely go to Nova oh, Scotia. I like I would do yep. Halifax, just, you know, in and around the coast and prices there are just so affordable. And you're getting, actually, it was interesting last year in the midst of COVID, they, the province was putting out a lot of um, uh, videos and advertisements to encourage people to relocate given the flexibility ability with work schedules yeah. or work arrangements. And a lot of, I know people that did, and you know, we helped a few people move, uh, sell their houses here and move to Nova Scotia, um, local business owner, um, that we both know. I was chatting with him the other day. Um, I won't say names or anything, but he purchased, um, a multi unit building. I don't know how many units, uh, two to four anyways, uh, in New Brunswick and he bought it. He had somebody there that went to see it, uh, that he knows, but he's never seen it himself. And he has a management company handling it for him. So, you know, people are struggling with the idea of affordability, you know, and I think that comes down to just being open-minded to considering other places. I uh, I don't remember where I saw this. I saved a photo of it. So let me just pull it up. And it was. It was an Instagram that. It was an Instagram reel. Somehow it ended up in my feed. Yeah. And it's a realtor. And. He owns somewhere in the vicinity of 400, three to 400 rental properties. I assume that means like doors in real estate investor terms, like a four plex would be considered four of those 200 or whatever you said. Sure. Whatever. He owns three to 400 income generating doors. Yeah. We put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, 
holy crap, three to four hundred in Milton, that's like five hundred million dollars. <laughs> um so I found one one reel where he's going through one of the properties that he purchased, and it's in Akron, Ohio. It's three bedroom, okay, one bath. 1,649 square feet on a 45 by 100 foot lot. So let's just do a quick comparison. In the GTA, I don't Sorry, care tell where me that, the tell GTA. Tell me that again. I, a, a detached home. Uh, yes. Three bed, one bath. Yeah. 1,650 square feet. On two a story 40, or bungalow? Two story. Okay. On a 45 by 100 foot lot. Okay. In the GTA, how yeah. much would you think a home like that would fetch? Obviously, it depends. Well, even, with- even, even saying GTA is way too broad to right. give okay. you so a number. Say but let's in, say in, like Milton. Well, Akron, I've been to Akron. It's, you know, not a huge city, but it, it's, you know, it's a heavily populated area. Yeah. So, okay, compare that. How many car, to- how many car garage? Or no garage? No garage. Okay. I would say 1.1, 1.2. Right. Something like that. Sure. Yeah, you might even be light depending on where in the GTA. Oh, for sure. But I'm, de- yeah. But detached, yeah. but detached at 1650 square feet, three bedroom, even though it only has one bath and no garage, you're over a million bucks. Oh, yeah. This house was on the market recently in Akron, Ohio. Three bedroom, one bath, sixteen fifty square foot detached home. It was on the market for ninety five days for fifty thousand dollars. So talk about investing, like. Well, it's funny when you watch. Grand. Yeah, when you watch some people grand. on TikTok or wherever, and they're talking. That's not about even what? a down payment on a home here. <laughs> it's funny. So. In investing in real estate can come in many different capacities because if you, so let's just say you're able to buy a home like that, 50,000 bucks, 5% down is $2,500 and you own it. And yeah. $45,000 mortgage, well, I don't know what the rates are in the US right now, but it's probably about 250 bucks a month in mortgage. So you telling right. me you can't rent that thing for six, $700 a month and it automatically generates income? Well, so, I guess the the big thing is and, the um I think for people like I think it's a great idea to be buying out of outside of the province, outside of if, the country. That's if those people actually pay their rent, that's a whole other topic. Well, that's the thing, right? So it's you know, the dynamics of the the area. You really need to align yourself with a professional in the areas. And um much the same as you would if you were hiring someone here. Right, oh, for sure. You need to align yourself with someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, because while that sounds incredible and you know, certainly not feasible anywhere in, in, near us, um, it may not be a good deal. And it may, may be a country. money pit and it could cost you, you know, it could be a big mistake. But there's, you know, I know some people I follow on TikTok who, well, one particular person who will only invest in US real estate will not invest in, uh, well, specifically Toronto GTA real estate. So, and he's aligned himself. 
yeah i i know a lot of people like that there there's certain members of my extended family that are the same way in terms of buying in the u.s uh for those of you that don't know or haven't heard the story i did own a property in the u.s um at the time of the market crash uh in 2008 i guess it was yeah um The, the the story actually goes so the market was re- hit really hard in in the state of florida really really hard and tons of properties tons of properties went into foreclosure um was in the market for a condo and i guess i probably viewed 40 condos roughly because I did it all in one trip. Wanted to go out and see some different areas and um, landed on West Palm Beach. Really enjoyed that area. Found this condo. The bank foreclosed on it with the owner of the property. The bank went into foreclosure. So the government actually ended up owning the the condo and that's how i bought it from the government um and there was a deal to be had so you know you look for opportunities whether it's in the u.s in different countries um you look for opportunities you purchased a condo in another country i purchased a condo in another country your experience is very different no need to elaborate on it because I know it's a sore spot for you. Oh, I don't mind. But, but that just goes but, back to doing your due diligence. Um, well, and taking a risk. You're taking a, I can guarantee you, wherever you buy outside of Canada and very few countries in the world, are you not taking a risk by buying real estate? Canadian, Canada has one of the safest real estate markets and that's why it's so appealing to foreign investors uh we see a ton of foreign investors buying real estate um across the country that is you know that's helping fuel the fire um yeah. for our real estate market and it has been for quite some time but you know my experience dealing with buying and selling is ultimately sold that condo uh, a few years ago but the experience i had with the property managers anytime i had an issue with property taxes um some of the because it was in a low rise so there are low rises um three-story condo buildings that kind of you know um almost resort stylish um and some of them were, a lot of them were uh, tenanted, whether it was tenanted by the owner or owned by the management company, owned by the property itself and yeah. rented out at their rental office. And we had a ton of issues with other people living in that complex as tenants. And you know, so things correlate with each other because if you're paying $500 a month in rent, how much are you making per year? What type of lifestyle do you have? How good are you at paying your bills? 
you know, all of those things sometimes can can play a factor. So, so you got to look at all of that. But why do you think areas like London, as an example, where three years ago, I know this, my mother-in-law lives in London. Um, she asked me to do a CMA for her, a market analysis on the value of, of her place. And I started digging into the London real estate market and I've been watching it. Three years ago, you could have bought a detached bungalow, nice little bungalow for, I don't know, 350, you know, maybe 400. Yeah. And now three years later, you're talking six to seven. Right. So, you know, you just got to look for those kind of opportunities. So there's, there's a great tip, you know, for any kind of investor, whether you own a property now or you don't, is just looking at where the numbers make sense. And you're, you're kind of revert. I, I don't know why I've been saying this a lot lately about reverse engineering, but that's what you're kind of trying to do is, is reverse engineer that process, right? Like how much do I got to spend? What type of tenant do I want? Um, and okay, so here's what I can afford now. Where can I afford it? Um, yeah. and, I, and I, I wouldn't really look yeah, at, I wouldn't really look into a lot of people get a, kind of fixated on certain things like, Oh, I want, as an example, I have somebody right now who wants a two bedroom condo and all they want is, you know, they've got a budget and for some reason they want two bedroom. There's no real reason. That's just what appeals to them. But when it comes to investing, you know, whether it's a shack on the corner of a street or a condo, the question it's, it's or a caboose. Or a caboose. Yes. Recently saw a caboose available. It's you got to look at the, you know, the opportunity in terms of, uh, is there upside or the things you can do what to the property to increase the value? Um, if that's what you're looking for, or if you're just looking for something that's turnkey and rentable, well, let's just focus on the numbers. Let's just say, okay, well, how much does it cost? What are the carrying costs? Is it a condo? Yes. Okay. Well, what are the monthly condo fees? Um, what is the anticipated rent and how do the numbers align? Because sometimes buying a one bedroom condo for 150,000 less than a two bedroom condo actually is a better investment, right? So you really okay. got to look at how the numbers all work out and stop getting fixated on little things. And, you know, we've helped people who had a six, $700,000 budget spend four or five um, and be able to keep more of their money in their pocket and still do just as well. Well, and you bring up the debate between a two-bedroom condo and a one-bedroom condo. A single professional person or a, a widow that happens to be retired, you know, certain people, certain demographics do not want to rent two bedroom they want to save the money and keep their cost down so yes maybe there is a young couple and they need an extra bedroom for a home office or or what have you but you know both could be equally as rentable and then a one bedroom obviously you're paying less in maintenance you're paying less in the purchase price less in your property taxes less on everything 
So how much less is the rent for that place versus the two bedroom? And like more than likely, a two bedroom over a one bedroom is going to be, well, again, most of our work is in the GTA or in Hamilton area west of the GTA. Um, you're talking probably between fifty and a hundred thousand dollar increase on a condo price between a one bedroom and a two bedroom. Low end would be fifty grand. And kind yeah, of and that depends on size because you could have a six hundred square location. foot one bedroom and a six hundred sure. square foot two bedroom. So what, what floor is absolutely. it on? What view does it have? North, south, you yeah. know, whatever. But I'm just saying, let's say it's a hundred grand difference between the one bedroom and two bedroom. Hundred grand is roughly right now four and a quarter on a mortgage. Are you going to get two grand for a one bedroom and then twenty four twenty five? For a two-bedroom, um, I don't know. Those numbers are are a little closer. I think. I think you know, if yeah. it's a one-bedroom's renting for two grand, you'll probably get twenty-three hundred on yeah. a two-bedroom. Well, and the nice thing is, it's not maybe, hard to find maybe twenty-four. I don't. Know. Yeah, right. It's very mm-hmm. easy to crunch the numbers and then narrow narrow down your search. Um, so I'd say the only variable really that comes into play is outside of that, because that's easy to figure out, is also geographically, like do you plan to manage it yourself and you need to be within a reasonable distance of driving or are you gonna hire a local company to manage it and that doesn't really matter. So, you know, geographically, you know. You know, realistically, you don't have to hire a company to manage it. I mean, there's lots of virtual ways that you can manage it. You just have to have the time and the patience to do it, right? Like that takes a lot of time, a lot of patience, um, which is why people source out property management companies. But um, one, I've said this before in past podcasts, the one thing that I would look for is as an investment property that you're planning on renting, what is the public transportation that's available to that property. How how is the public trans transit in that area and to the property itself? So potentially, if somebody doesn't have a car or wants to take public transportation, is there a go station nearby so they can hop on the go and end up in Toronto, as an example, if they wanted to? Um, that opens up your avenues uh, for renting. Anytime you have better the 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 public transportation um close to the property the more likely you are to have a wider audience to be able to rent it and typically the um resale value on those homes is higher sure. too. yeah public transit's a big variable definitely i would have to agree i think so i want to talk a little bit about brassard Okay. So for those of you that do not follow us on Instagram yet, go ahead and do that now. I'm going to be posting some stories. We might be posting some stories. I know I will. I don't know if you will. And then we're going to do a little video series, I'm sure, or post some videos on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. 
as they say, smash that subscribe button now. Because you're going to want to follow what we're doing at this property. So this property, 887 Broussard Circle in Milton, was a property that Adrian and I purchased uh, in, I can't remember when, August, he I got believe, possession of in September of 2019. September of 2019 is when we got Or August. Key. Something like that. August, something Maybe like August. That. Uh, we had back-to-back -back tenants. One was in there for 14 months, the other in there for 13 months, something like that. It was exactly a year. She left was at the end year? of her term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, both tenants that we had in there, very good. Kept the place real nice. Like the condition of it today is not much worse than it was when, when we got the keys when we bought it. Uh, in both cases. We we were cash flow positive every month. Yeah, As the big thing with that one that I think a lot of people overlook, um, especially people that are maybe just getting into it, is it wasn't the prettiest house. I mean, there's some really nice things going for it. Yeah, you want to talk about that? I'll be right back. Well, there's some really nice things going for it. So, and this is what people need to start looking for because this is how you get better deals. Uh, the house is relatively basic. Um, there's granite countertops in the kitchen. Otherwise, the kitchen cabinets were a terrible color. The entire house was carpeted. Brutal. Never mind terrible. Like probably the worst color of cabinets I've well, ever seen. And I'm, I'm going to post no, some photos on Instagram because I want people's opinion. We I are don't think, having them professionally yeah, painted. I, I think the color is the, the, the bad choice in color is emphasized by the uh countertops that don't match whatsoever well it's everything every everything was not yes. coordinated properly which makes the so, yeah. cabinets but, look just but hideous. when we looked at it like it had other than the dishwasher it had decent appliances um yeah. it was clean um relatively the, the key was location the location was the important thing so it was it's on a dead end basically dead end quiet street it's backing under green space which is Next to impossible to find in a townhouse. Yeah, so and it is a two-story townhouse. Two-story townhouse. For those of you wondering. Yep. Um, but yeah, overall, it was fairly basic. There's And literally, you are three homes down from further green space where the park starts. Yeah. So you can, your sidewalk in front of the house, you literally walk maybe a couple hundred meters and you're at, in my opinion, the best park in Milton. Yes. So it had so a lot the, of things going for it. It did. That were not the changeable items, right? Because that's, you can't change location. Right. You can't change the lot size. You can't change the construction of the home. You but can change the minor changes in tier inside and with a relatively tight, small budget, which we'll elaborate on through the posts that we're we're going to be putting up over the course of the next couple of months, it will be a completely different house. So the, the big thing with that is we saw the upside. We saw it was clean. It was in a great spot, very rentable home. And we knew that when it was time to uh, sell it with a little bit of money, we would have been able to increase the value substantially, which is something that we're looking so forward here's, to doing. Here's, here's the thing, because it was the right property for us. 
And we were ready to go. We had money ready, just waiting for an opportunity to present itself. We jumped on it quickly. I didn't even walk in the property. You had gone and seen it. And within five minutes, we decided we're going to put an offer in. And and by the end of the day, uh, we had bought it. But the key here is we could easily keep that property and keep it rented and pay down the mortgage. I thought so. Um, is that Siri, what Siri says? Siri agrees. Siri agrees. Yeah. Um, but in this case, we've decided to divest out of that property and reinvest now the profits and the equity that we will make from it um, into other properties that might give us some more leverage down the road. So potentially turning one property into multiple properties. Um, so we've decided to divest from that. So what we're going to do is transform this home into a first-time home buyer's dream because we know in the market that this home is in that that is um, pretty well the starter market. You know, there's three-story townhomes, but oftentimes if you're a younger couple or a first-time home buyer, new immigrant, things like that, you're looking for a two-story with a backyard. And... Um, so we're going to modernize it. We're going to make it look sexy. We're going to stage it. We're going to paint it. We're going to swap out floors. We're going to put new stairs in. We're going to do a whole remodel, but with a relatively small budget. And we're going to document everything. So so make sure you subscribe and follow um, if you want to follow I along. I think the interesting... I think the interesting, interesting thing with this, the outcome of this, is just really showing people how easy it is to do things and how it is fairly affordable. Yeah. And quite honestly, if you had asked me two years ago when we bought the property, if I wanted to drop that money on it then, I would have said no. Because we were on a budget to buy the property. We didn't have extra money to dump into it. We didn't need to spend the money in order to have it tenanted by quality, qualified tenants that were paying and took care of the home. Um, but now that we're selling it, like who wants carpet on the main floor and carpeted stairs now, right? Like nobody. So we're going to invest, well, we're going to spend some money. Yeah. And that's especially true because we're in a market where there are a lot of new homes and all Correct. of those new homes have laminate or hardwood and nice stairs and tall, you know, all these things. Well, I'm going to correct so, myself. Every home sells. It's just a matter of how long is it going to take to sell right. it and at what price, right? So right. could we sell it the way it is? Sure. Are we going to maximize our proceeds? Are we going to attract the widest audience possible by selling it as it is? Absolutely not. Right. So, well, and you, so you bring it up to par with what the new homes look like because that's what people are comparing you to. And then we have that. So we're we're at that level. Plus, we have all the other things they probably aren't getting elsewhere, such as an end unit, which is not impossible to find, but it's a bit more rare, and the green space and the quiet street. So, well, and I did some research, my friend, because the backyard on that yes. property, yes, like for the, the lot size is extremely yeah. deep. So, yeah. usually on a two story townhouse, when you have a sidewalk, you would not be able to widen your driveway. Right. In this case, because of the extra deep lot, not only do you have a bigger backyard that backs onto the green space, you also have a bigger front yard 
with a sidewalk and the ability to widen your driveway. So you can actually have the, like to me, if you have children, having a sidewalk is a huge benefit. Yeah, for for safety purposes. Well, now, especially, especially there because, because right up the street to the right, park leads up to the park. So literally, you walk out your front door, never have to step foot on uh, on a road, and you just in a two minute walk on the sidewalk, and you're right at the park. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. So, so the key with this, so follow along. This is follow along. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. Follow along. You'll see the transition. I love the floors. I saw the floors. You dropped off the box of floors yesterday. I think they'll look really nice. And the key is, so we got the keys on the weekend. Already on Monday, we had our Tyler breaking the wall and taking down the existing backsplash, which, by the way, some people, not not mentioning any names, but some people would say that the backsplash is perfectly okay and that it's nice and that it matches the countertops or whatever but there's certain areas where you have to splurge a little so could we have left the the backsplash as it was i don't even know what color that was uh kind of you know what though and i don't disagree there's there's also a balance there's also a balance of wanting to actually provide a good because provide a nice product to somebody versus somebody who's just solely in it for the money and they just slap together things that they find on sale you can absolutely tell when you go into a flip home that somebody didn't give a shit about right 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 and i i don't want to be that person or i want or, or you go or you go into a home just like our example here with Brassard, if there's lots of landlords out there, especially now, I, I start to see now that landlords are selling off some of their investment, some of their rental properties. And, you know, the floors are destroyed or whatever, and they get the cheapest person to go in there to install the cheapest laminate that looks awful. It was installed poorly. There's gaps, the, you know, the baseboards don't line up or whatever. And it's so identifiable really quickly. And buyers notice that stuff. If there's no attention to detail and the quality of work isn't there, they're going to notice you're not going to get top dollars. So it's better to spend a little bit more raise your budget to get it done right. Even if you have to cut back somewhere, like I'd almost rather if we, if our budget wouldn't allow for it, um, you know, maybe we scale back instead of doing new flooring throughout the entire home. You know, maybe we leave the bedrooms carpeted as an example. Um, So there are things that you can, you can scale. Well, like we were contemplating widening the driveway, which would, provide value but correct because then if you widen the driveway you've got a two-story townhome that you can actually park side by side but we decided ultimately based on price and timing but mostly price that um the return on that investment uh wouldn't be it was better as big as spending better spent elsewhere yes and And um, we can still convey to people that it can be done exactly to your point in the marketing and and the visuals of being able to do that at any point down the road i think would appeal to to people anyway and considering there's already two car parking so 
Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so follow along, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. We're going to post some teasers. We're in the process of buying some, um, some light fixtures. We're going to change out all the lighting. That's always hard. Picking lighting is, is difficult because some, you know, if you have an unlimited budget, sure. You, you can't get well, any, need, you know what they need is you want, but they're not quite there yet. And this, this exists with more products. You know, the more uh, I start to shop online, but um, having like a augmented reality where you can drop the product into the room and see it. Wait, yeah. Wayfair has it. With lights. Yeah. Well, they don't do a very good job of promoting it because I don't see it anywhere. Like every light fixture should have the option to click it and drop it into so the room. So even even the pendants that I bought from Wayfair for yeah. that property, if you if you swipe, I don't know, there's probably four or five photos. The the last or the second last swipe is a quote unquote view it in your room. Right. Interesting, because all the other ones I looked at don't. So it's just it's I guess it's just not it's it's dependent on the reseller. It and depends they, on the supplier of the they, product. They yeah, probably so pay if a it's premium a, for that feature or something on Wayfair, I'm guessing. Maybe. But like they do maybe. that for shoes. I think it's really cool. You put, you throw your foot up on a screen and then hold the, select the shoe and it puts it on your, and it's Oh, is that why you've accurate. been doing it? I just thought you had a foot fetish and we're really it's, proud of your feet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really good feature. Um, so let's talk, uh, we'll get into that more in other uh, podcasts and Another, oh, you know, posting it everywhere. But let's talk a little bit about because this is tips for first time buyers that are purchasing for investment purposes. And it kind of coincides with the conversation now. And that is um, with regards to the condition of the house as it relates to finding a good tenant. And we've spoken about this before in that the condition of your home will attract a like tenant. So if you have a stinky, dirty, messy home, you're going to get a stinky, dirty, messy tenant. So spend the time to clean it up, um, you know, wash, clean the carpets if they need it. Um, give the house a basic quick coat of paint. Um, you know, if you've got shitty, ugly appliances, replace them. And you don't need anything fancy, but just a presentable home that a respectable person would want to live in. Cleanliness goes a long way when it comes to finding a good tenant. Agreed. Oh. Again, going back to this property that we're going to be selling, um, before we marketed it, we had the carpets all clean, professionally cleaned. We had the air ducts cleaned. We replaced some of the window coverings, um, made sure all the light bulbs were working, you know, yeah. uh, and then we had the place professionally cleaned. And it showed really well, like very basic home, but it was nice and clean. It was the proverbial quote unquote, move in ready home. Yeah. And you we know? got relatively clean, easygoing people. And um, top buck. Yeah. And that's a thing, a lot of a mark that a lot of people miss with rentals, because if you're out shopping for rentals, you'll notice that a lot of them are not very attractive. Um <laughs> And that, well, that's also the photography. <laughs> well, and that's another part is like, you know, hire somebody that does, doesn't cheap out on the marketing aspect of it because, you know, that's the first place people see it is online. So you'll connect with a bigger audience if it looks good online, let alone in person.
Yep. Are you reading text messages? <laughs> this is how my, my wife feels. I, I just this had, is how my wife feels. I had 46. <laughs> That's how your wife feels. Why? Because she talks to me and I'm always very distracted. Okay. Well, I feel her pain. Um, no, I had 46 messages. So I like, since we've been doing this podcast, so I oh, thought I something was on airplane up. mode. So I, I don't know what's coming. I thought through. there was an emergency. Um, anyway, so there you go. Some tips for you guys. If you're considering on investing in real estate in any capacity, we're always happy to chat and answer your questions, answer anything that you, you have that might come up. I always get, I don't know if you get the same thing, but we've got a database of clients over the last 10 years that a lot of them now own secondary properties or more. Um, and I would say on an average week, I get at least three or four of them just ask me, Hey, how much do you think this would rent for? Or, you know, would this be a good option or whatever? Can we run the numbers? Because oftentimes once you own one property, you can then take the equity after a year or two and refinance it or leverage that property to purchase another one. And that's what savvy real estate investors do. And so I get it all the time where they ask me, okay, how much was property number one worth now? Like how much would it be worth in today's market? Right. I saw this one come up. One of one of my clients, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Grimsby. I have for many, many years. Um, some of the properties on the promenade there um, are just awesome. I love the condos there, especially if you get water view. Um, and one of them came up on the market a couple of weeks ago. And my client just messaged me and said, uh, you know, what do you think this is going to sell for? What do you think it's going to rent for? And how much does condo number one and two that we own, uh, how much are they worth right now in the marketplace? And, you know, usually I can bang those off, those answers off pretty quickly. So I'm happy always to, you know, have those chats because their second condo was purchased on one of those from one of those conversations. It was just on the whim. Right. Something came up. Can it work? Do the numbers work? Yes, they did. They didn't even, I can't remember if they even went and saw the property in person or not. But by the end of that day, basically they owned condo number two. So um, so if if you're listening, whether you're a client of ours or not, um, like, you know, this isn't intended to solicit people that are under contract with the brokerage, but you know, I think we're that's happy to help. <laughs> first time we've ever, either of us yeah, have this, ever gone out of our way to say that. probably the first time in 160 episodes we've ever said, this is not intended to solicit anyone that's under contract currently with another brokerage. Yeah. Whatever that yeah. disclaimer really should be, but Thank that was God. pretty close. Covered our ass. Yep. No Rico uh, uh, slap in the hand for you today. No, another quick tip um, for first time investors, especially, or even anyone, but uh, when you're pricing your rental, it's extremely important, just as important as when you're selling to be uh, accurate with your pricing and have realistic expectations. And one strategy that's not a bad strategy if you're competing against a lot of other homes is to price it slightly aggressive um, on the lower side. Uh, to attract more people. There was one property not too long ago that uh, I personally listed for rent and the 
the owner uh, had a difference of opinion and value, and I was unable to convince them otherwise. And we listed a bit higher than I would have liked to. The house sat for two months before doing a price reduction and then eventually rented. Um, so one thing to take into consideration there is your lost opportunity cost of your monthly income. And at the same time that was happening with your property, I had a rental property go up on the market during that time. And it was rented in two days for over the asking price to a wonderful tenant. Um, and it ended up renting for more than what the market value actually was bearing at that moment for that type of property. Right. But because we had cleaned the home, it was painted, it showed well, and we were super aggressive. Like it was a hundred dollars less than, than what the market rent would have been. And for renters, a hundred dollars less than what market rent is, is attractive if the home is attractive. Right. So uh, it generated a lot of interest quickly. It got rented real quick. The homeowner wasn't out of pocket for carrying the property for a month or two because it was vacant. And um, so that's the difference there. Anyway, yeah. episode 160, KT Confidential. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Again, follow us along uh, for this renovation that we're going to do on one of our rental properties uh, that we're going to be listing for sale. I'm excited to see the transformation. I'm sure you guys will be as well. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, Adrian. Nice chatting with you. Good chat, my friend. Bye for now. See you soon. Bye-bye.